Howdy, y'all. It is Uncle Boo and Ash Handy. Mm-hmm. Welcome to some. another episode of Borderline Texas Trash. Yeehaw. The non-political, non-religious, hilarious, and sometimes vulgar podcast that, that brings comedy and happiness all together in one big nest egg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how you been doing there, Skullabugs? I'm glad you like them pins. Like I said, I'm going to have to get like packs of them. I love them pins. We... We're old, okay. Just don't get me wrong; these are good, but I, let me ask everybody: these zebra pins. I don't like the fatter ones. I mean, they're fine riding, point is where it's at. But I like the fine point zebras. Fine point is where it's and at. I didn't, I didn't know my girl. See, that's why we're so. That's why we're just so close, niece and We uncle. just click. We just clicky clicky. <laughs> I always find out new shit about her, and she's how old? Twenty-seven. Yeah, and I'm forty-four, and I'm always finding out new shit about her. But we're best friends. We're each other's support systems. Yes. I would not be here without him. And I yep. would hope he would not be here without me. <laughs> it's, it was rough when you was in Oklahoma. I had no one to bullshit with. But I'm home now. Been home for about a year. And if you told me that a year from last year, that sounded really stupid. Um, <laughs> if you had told me a year ago that I'd be sitting here doing a podcast with my best friend. I probably would have laughed your ass off because I never yeah. thought we would have the balls to actually do this. And then when it started clicking, man, it just kind of started snowballing, man. And everybody's like, oh, crap, you got a podcast? It's a good time. I love it. It's amazing. Although it's- I do need to get better on promotion. So after this episode is over, I'm going to do some editing and I'm yes. going to take over the Instagram page and hopefully in the next week or two start our Facebook And page. what I might do, I'll, I'll get that tablet and I'll charge it and I'll leave it at your house some. To get shit, and I'll leave it at my house. So. Okay. Hail to the yeah, yeah. So how is everybody? I would like to make an apology. Uh, this episode we're recording <laughs> was uh, supposed to be on last week. but That's of why course, you got a special. That's why y'all got a special. And that one y'all got is the very first one I think we cut back here in the studios when we did the off- the Chronicle ones. Oh, yeah, Corona Chronicles. Yes, Whenever st- we, that's what we first started. Yeah. So I, I, I'm Whenever still, we were on SoundCloud. Yes. <laughs> You Nobody can, knew oh how to work SoundCloud. Oh, I know. Everybody's like, how, what's SoundCloud? It's awesome. We have went from just being on SoundCloud to now being on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Patreon. Uh, and as I've said before, a lot of younger generations, yes. you know, that have millions of likes and, and we're, followers. We're you getting, can make fun of us all you want, but we're working our asses off and we're, part, yeah, not, we're putting sh- our hearts into this. Yes. So. And it's awesome. We love you, love, or we love you, lovers. We I, love you, love you, love you so I much. I love you, lovers. <laughs> but no, we got another uh, crowd, uh, another uh, audience member, uh, Michigan. We noticed yeah, Michigan's up Yeah, what up, up Michigan? There. If and, you're uh, listening to this, keep on keeping on, man. <laughs> Life's a garden. Dig it. And, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> something and always spit for good luck. Yes, always <laughs> spit. That's why I did it. In the Netherlands. And, of course, uh, we cannot forget about Australia. Victoria. God, I cannot wait to you go there. You guys are awesome, man. Y'all been I, like I our number one supporters. I so. never get famous and I never have the money. Somehow I will save up the money to come visit y'all. Yes, because like, y'all, de- y'all are there. dedicated. Because y'all, have, we've never lost Australia. We've had some city, some big, we've had some European places come and go. and might get a couple you, downloads. From day one, you have been our only consistent yes. listening country and we super appreciate it and what's cool is we're getting a lot of listens on desktops too so that means they're at work listening to yeah. us 
Which so I hope we're amazing. helping getting you through your day. You know, I that's mean, what yeah. I used to do. I if, used hey, to if listen you get to bored in your office and you're sitting in your cubicle or your desk, wherever you're listening to this, and your friend walks by and say, hey, man, pull my finger. <laughs> <laughs> Fart right on it, man. You know? Absolutely. But, yeah, we just we like the love we get, guys. It's freaking amazing. But this podcast right here, we did it anyways. And it's I, a redo because. When, and when I was editing it and stuff, I've effed up and i deleted but it's okay because ash handy has also done the same thing so now we both got it out of our system hopefully it's the last time for both of us so uh guys we're getting this one up so we're we're, and we're gonna really try to get some more material for y'all and these videos i've been doing you know while we're podcasting i'm gonna try to start trying to find a way to put them on uh, patreon too yeah but we're gonna we're gonna keep going with the format we like. We're gonna keep covering gangsters yes. for as long as we can. So today, he's got a few episodes gotta, left of his. Yeah, I gotta finish up Cowboy Charles Mafia. Muscle. Uh, uh, no, I'm I'm not finishing up Muscles. I'm finishing up Rex's story. Yeah. but you're and still covering Cowboy Mafia for this episode yes, and next and, episode. And next episode because I'm gonna dig into Charles now. Towards the end of this story, I'm saying with Rip. <laughs> 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 Shouldn't have slammed that fucking Red Bull before excuse, I came in here. I'm like, me. Hello, how you, uh. <laughs> but towards the end of this wreck story, it uh, it, it kind of you'll hear me say the same shit again when I start talking about Charles because this is kind of when you know Rex started or Rex apparently like I said Rex Rex always went and said he didn't know what the hell was going on, but I look at it this way when. Well, I can't say nothing because I'll give up shit for the next episode. Yeah, but there's, there. I mean, there's just certain stuff that tells me the man knew. Man, come yeah. on. But give we're keep we're keeping keeping the format. We're gonna keep covering gangsters. So he's got this episode and next episode left. Yes. To cover his cowboy mafia, I will be closing out Dixie Mafia today because um, the next couple episodes I would like to move on to uh, John Dillinger actually yes. and his and the only reason his I'm, gang. I'm still staying with the Cowboy Mafia is because I started with Rex well and you have quite a bit left and he was the one who was the main guy who got the, he was portrayed as the money guy yeah so that's why he got in so he got well and the Dixie yeah. Mafia caught my eye but uh well there and then what I like about the Dixie Mafia there was really no organization there, there. wasn't They're just a it bunch of fucking rednecks unorganized redneck gangsters. I'm not going to give up what she's going to say, but yeah. there's some shit they did that's more ruthless Absolutely. than Amber Alert. Oh, dang. Your sister, that's sad. Your <laughs> sister's missing again. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm just, I want to move on to John Dillinger just because I do like the Dixie Mafia, yes. but I am a sucker for a good outlaw romance. And, too, though, and like she was saying, there wasn't a whole lot of Dixie Mafia guys that stood out. Yeah. And, I'm going to cover really the, the but, like, three or four most yeah. popular ones today and then close out with that, but... We're going to yeah. stay in format along with our comedy so I stuff. Might, I might be still doing this Cowboy Mafia stuff. I know for the next episode to cover muscles and stuff, maybe two more. But I, I might dig more because, I mean, there's still more interesting Hey, shit. do your thing, man. So. <coughs> who wants to go first? Oh, you want me to do some retarded fat or some new? Let's get, <laughs> let's get the. I shouldn't say that and be He didn't mean the R word. We I don't meant, actually like I the R word. I meant Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin. Uh, okay. I just had a few random things I wanted to yeah, talk about do beforehand. That we'll do that uh, we get our uh, news going here. Um, <laughs> just wanted to check on everybody. I know that the COVID stuff is popping up again. And no, I don't mean I want to make sure you're wearing your mask. I don't want to make sure yeah, you know, let them shit like that. I really want to check on everybody because I myself, and it's hard for me to talk about this, but I do have a platform to use it. So I'm going to use it because in America, I don't think... America. I don't think we cover 
mental health as much as we should. And right now, everybody's suffering. Our town alone has seen more suicides than I've ever seen. Oh, God, the suicide rate, they said, since this yeah. corona stuff has went down. And then people in our town are kind of flipping a little bit more because there's a guy from this town who's vacationing in Florida, and he is on a respirator, and it's not looking good. Yeah, I actually did hear about that. Um, so just wanted so. to kind of... See if everybody's doing okay. We're just, you know? we're just checking on y'all guys. Yeah. I mean, we know there's people out there that say it's bullshit. We know there's people out there that say, wear your mask. Okay, we need to find a medium. Yeah, I mean, well, and, and the bottom line, whether it's not real or is real, it is directly affecting people, really? and especially your yeah. mental health. So, um, Ooh, will it make me smarter? I wish it made me smarter. I'd say, give me the corona. But I myself, you know, I got, got laid off, and I'm, I have had a little bit of luck <laughs> with job interviews and stuff, but... It's hard because COVID, and I can only yeah. imagine that there's, you know, millions of other people going through the same thing. So uh, we're with you guys. Don't don't hesitate to do a little self care. You know, take a little time off for yourself, whatever. Because I don't know who you are, but I, I promise you, suicide is not the answer, and everybody Which, wants yeah. you here. Because all um, you're doing is just hurting the people you leave here. Yeah, absolutely. It's a temporary fix. And I know people jump people's asses and go, and it's so selfish. And I mean, Yeah, and I'm not jumping your believe, ass. I'm just saying you're believe, loved. Remember yeah. that you are loved. And I myself have been suffering. My depression's been hitting me pretty hard the past couple of weeks. And I'm, I'm a very blessed person. Uh, I, I have a very Speaking good family. Yeah. Kind of the depression. I'm not laughing because they're depressed. It just, I do another I knew another podcast with my daughter, uh, with my daughter Lexi. And I just got through doing a podcast last night about a bridge in California that they have done so much stuff to prevent people from committing Jumping suicide, of and they just can't. It's called Suicide Bridge. I think I've heard of it actually. Yeah, it's called the the original name's like the Colorado Street Bridge, but that's what that I mean. That's and they said they haven't they didn't do like modern day reporting because I yeah. mean it's probably kind of hard to with, but they said in the depression that was like some of their their worst freaking numbers of uh, suicides. Oh, I can and imagine. This is, I mean, this is kind of like, I mean, it ain't totally like the depression, but I understand how you feel, guys. I mean, shit, I lost my parents when I was 13. My wife died and it's just been me and the kids since I was 35 and I'm 44 now. Believe me, it... We've we've been through shit and yeah. it's even, even though I would say that both of us, for what we've been through, you know, we are very lucky. We we have good kids. Oh God, we have yeah. good kids. We have a good family setting. But it's especially with everything going on. What I'm saying is, it's it's inevitable and it's not selfish to feel sad. But yes. make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You know, Stevens. Oh God, yes. Stevens had to make me get out of bed a couple times the past oh God, two weeks. There's been a couple times I'm like, get your ass over here and let's do some podcasting. Yeah. And I'm and I'm very thankful that I have him, and I hope everybody out there has something like that. And if well, you don't, don't be afraid to reach out. That, that it's, I'm, and I'm not saying, you know doing a podcast is the answer for you but it helps me out and i love doing this yeah we found we found a I hobby found something i love and i love doing the research on all that stuff and getting everything ready and doing the final product and bringing it to you and going look what i did yeah it's fucking cool man and it keeps my mind off of shit because i know if y'all are like me and she's just like me yep if you're not doing nothing your mind's constantly fucking turning thinking yep. about why don't people like me or i have what, to you know yeah i, mean, I have to stay just, busy because yeah. i have a very haunting past and it's not necessarily anything i've done but i've just been through some shit and I that's just, why we both try to stay yeah. comedial you know and make everybody laugh yeah. because even if we can't be happy if we can make everybody else laugh a little bit oh, and God, forget yes. about their shitty lives it's, hey, and we if y'all are feeling depressed and shitty you know we got all them outlets you can reach us on 
you know, Instagram, tweet. Yeah. Y'all can uh, email us. I mean, hell. I know on some of these uh, platforms, you can even give us star ratings and all that and even comment on how good the show is. So if we can help y'all get through some times, I ain't here to make, you know, fucking be like Joe Rogan or something. I just like doing this. It's Which awesome. we think he's cool. He's but awesome. that was not, we did not start this to be like, oh yeah, we're going to get make popular. Million. We're going to make yeah. all this money. I'm not saying he did that either. He's He just but, happens to be a very... Uh, yeah talented individual who fell yeah. on podcast and did a great job but well, and yeah and it's like he says just keep grinding it keep yeah. doing it no matter and i keep telling her that and i keep that in my head keep doing it stick to it i, I honestly i don't know what i would do without him and yeah. i hope everybody else has something like that out there even if we're even if we only reach 10 people hey that's, that's 10 still people 10 that lives might. that i changed yeah. and to me that means something at the end of the day yeah which leads me to my other thing. I hate to be that person, but I would also just like to do a quick stitch on a remember people that it is fucking hot outside. Hot as Take care crap. of your goddamn animals. Oh, I'm God. tired of seeing dogs in trucks. I'm tired of all the strays showing up at my house. And not because I hate dogs, but because I hate the way people treat animals. Oh, God, I'm not man. saying go out and adopt every animal you see, but at least try to remember during this time that they also need to be loved. They yes. also need water and they also need food. So yes. <laughs> even if you have an outside dog, make sure he has shade. Make sure he has water. Make sure your animals are not suffering. Please and thank you. And you yourself stay hydrated too out there, guys. Absolutely. That shit is zap you. You know, I, I won't name any names, and I'm I'm proud of them, but it still <laughs> it still sucks. I try to tell a lot of people it's it's not even. I don't even mean it in a bragging way because it sucks, but the climate here. We live in Mineral Wells, Texas, which is what we're about. We're about the middle, right? We're we are an hour west of Fort Worth. Okay, okay. So, and we still aren't even as bad as some of the towns further south. But the yeah. heat, the heat here is no fucking and the, joke. The Texas heat is so crazy and weird. And like it's, where we yeah. live, it's like oh, bad. You can go outside and just start. I mean, I'm I'm a fat guy. I got a dad body, you <laughs> know, skinny legs, skinny arms, but a fucking belly. And my man boobs will sweat. But you go to Houston, and it's a lot stickier and worse down there than what it is here because they're so close to the coast. Yeah. Well, and I hate to sound i hate to sound like one of those people, but, man, just make watch your water intake and everything else, you know. Yeah, drink Bless your Gatorade. Bless his heart, my sweet, my sweet, sweet boyfriend. He has been a hard worker his whole life. It has nothing to do with, with, with his work ethic or anything else. He has worked outside. Um, but, but he has lived in Oklahoma almost yeah. his entire life. <laughs> he started work on Monday, and about 4 o'clock, he damn near had a heat stroke, was was puking, had a headache, almost passed yep. out. And I just had to tell him that Texas heat hits a little bit differently exactly than that Oklahoma ass, heat. Mother. And I try to tell people, but they never listen until they're here. <laughs> okay. So, And then the last thing that I wanted to bring up, which I had not told Stephen this either, but... We're actually going to try it out, and we're going to uh, talk about it next episode just because I want to see what this is about. Now, do you remember the fad that went remember, around? Remember, 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 Papa, remember, remember. <laughs> do you Sorry, remember the fad that went around last year, geocaching? Geocaching. Yeah. You would get coordinates, and you would have to find an object, and it would usually be like a, a canister or something, and it had a roll in it, and you just put your name on it that you'd been there. Yeah. It was pretty popular. Um, well, and I don't even know. This thing may not even be that new, but I'm old. I just found out about it. One of my friends sent it in the group chats. It's called Randonautica. It's got a little owl on it. You literally... Go to Nautica? 
you literally it, it picks up your location. It asks you to think about what you want to find. It gives you a couple minutes to think about it, and then it pings you a couple of locations. I've, I've made it that far, but I haven't went to the locations. And they're 100% random. Randonautica, which is rando meaning random, and nautica, you know, traveling, yeah. stuff like that. Now, one of the reasons why it got so popular is because a lot of people are thinking that it's like, has to do with the paranormal, even as far as aliens, because I guess there was a group of kids that got together they wanted to do some some spooky shit you know and ask you what your intent is one of the random places it took them to they found a, a body stuffed in a suitcase under a bridge fuck that i ain't playing that <laughs> game screw you and i i downloaded the app yesterday and i, I asked it to give me a couple points and they were kind of creepily close to my house but i was not brave enough to go check them out because i was alone hell to the no no so if that's no. something that you're into uh, check that yeah, out. Do that. Send, Send us some us stories, pictures. pictures or stories or whatever, because it it, it does say it's one hundred percent random, and the, and I read into it, and they say that it's it's pretty creepy. So wow. if if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. The app is super easy to download. Doesn't take that long to figure out. <laughs> I haven't actually went and explored myself, but that's creepy. And that's everywhere. Like you can do it, Australia listeners. You know, one of y'all download it, see what kind of weird shit you can find up in there. Wow. I couldn't imagine. I'd be like, what the? Geocaching was really fun, but you knew what you were looking for. Like, not necessarily, but you got tips on it, and, like, it was always an object. This literally, it literally just sends you somewhere random, and it's supposed to be based off of what you're thinking. See, man, It literally that. says, focus on your intent as it's getting these random things together. And the other thing, not to sound like a total weirdo, but the, the picture on the app is an owl. And owls are supposed to be related to paranormal or even alien shit. What the yeah. fuck? So, I didn't know that. Yeah. And you know me. I love all things man, spooky. Man, I so. see. I like that spooky stuff. But, man, closest thing I ever came to a dead body, we was, I was working oh, in, no. I was working in uh, <laughs> Austin when I was a young man in my early 20s. I was doing construction. Well, hobos would come in there and sleep and shit. We'd have to run them out sometimes in these buildings we were mm -hmm. helping make. Well, we was do. We always came in and did. We did schools. We did uh, the marker boards. So we'd come in, get everything moved out of the way. So when we started bringing the marker boards in, nothing's in our way. Well, we was going in one morning and fucking started with moving the carpet, and I started kicking it. Oh kicking no! Kicking it over, and I heard oh, <laughs> oh, and I was hung over. I was not in the very. I was what the? I told my boss. I said, man, every time I kick that, it moans. He goes over there and kicks the shit out of. It. Oh, my God. See, and I don't have anything against homeless people. I don't goes, mean this in a rude way. But. And he's like, oh, shit, there is. Because, you know, <laughs> construction. We always fucked around and played around. No one yeah. took me serious. I said, there's a dead body. I mean, not, not dead, but I said, there's something in there. He's like, whatever. Let's just get this shit done, man. Quit fucking around. And there was somebody yeah, in there. Yeah, it was a bum. <laughs> well, and I, I, I don't mean this in a rude way, but, like, uh, so we haven't talked a lot about our town, but once we're done with some of this mafia stuff, I would like to do a special where we just talk about the history of where we live because we do live yes. in a town that is full of googly boogies. Yes, absolutely. Mineral Wells, Texas, see, I didn't everything's know this spooky. Because that's, uh, when I do, was doing research when I first started the uh, podcast with Lex and was trying to find stories about this area. I didn't know, but not this right here, but like closer down towards the river. It was all Indian reservation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I and didn't then know that. Um, and see out there where your mom's house is. That's yeah. what makes me. Well, that's why, and you can call me crazy if you want to. If uh, 
I would like to get into the further detail, but I'm just going to skim through this real quick. Skinwalkers are fucking real, and they are on Oaks Crossing, and that makes way more sense now that you say that it's Indian yeah. shit, because they are Indian folk. Go look, now, when you're home and you want some time to mess around, go to look up the, Palap- the story of Palapena. Absolutely. Yeah. But what what I was saying with the hobo thing is we have a, uh, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, and if you're if you're listening to this and you're from Mineral Wells, you know, but we have a if very, you know, very, now you, now know. you know, can't say the last <laughs> word. <laughs> Be, <laughs> don't, <laughs> sorry. Brother. Um, we have a very large abandoned army base out oh, here. Oh God, there's so many different places. Uh, Fort Walters. Yeah. I mean, it's equipped with an abandoned prison, an abandoned hospital. There used to be a yes. playground and pools. It has been a haunted attraction since Stephen oh, was in high school. Yeah, when I was in high school, I'm 44. I was a uh, uh, my senior years were like 92 to 95 because I graduated in 95. Yeah, and uh, we used to go sneak into the hospital all yeah. the time. I mean, and don't get me wrong, it's, it's creepy, it's cool as, as shit. shit. But you got to be careful for one, ghosts and diamonds. Diamonds. And then number two, we have a hobo problem out yes. there. And the only reason I brought this up is because whenever Lexi graduated this year, we didn't have the money for a photographer, so I did her pictures out there at the base. They turned out really nice. But um, whenever we were, you know, the part where all those barracks are just the big, empty, oh, like don't yes. even have doors. There's parts of them that are really, really, really dark. Ugh. And we were in there trying to take pictures. And at one point, because I heard that homeless people sometimes sleep in there and that they can be kind of violent. Some of the ones yeah. that got out there. I didn't have my piece on me. I'm pro-gun, by the way. I'm sorry if that... Actually, I'm not sorry if that offends you. But I did not have my piece on me. It was in the truck. And I told Lexi, I was like, "Mm -hmm, we got to move to a different location because I'm getting a little freaked out. I was like, it's either going to be a Damon or a hobo that's going to be grabbing me. That was like a big thing for us. We had to ride our bikes out there. And we'd see who had the biggest balls to go in there and start walking around. And then once one guy did it, we'd all do it. But he was braver than me. I never went. Everybody in high school went, and yeah. I was always the and loser see, the that time, stayed at home yeah. and watched for parents because see, I was too scared. And me, I in high school, I wasn't too scared by the time I got in high school because we'd go out there and just drink and party, <laughs> you know. But that day I went with my friends. I think it might have been in bone, but who knows? It might have been something. But uh, we oh, heard, there's definitely we was, shit out there. Oh God, because I, half I of it know. got sectioned off. And yeah, the barracks got turned it. into duplexes. Yes, a guy it's bought it. It's called Country Club. Yeah. The, and we lived out there whenever my parents were yes, separated. Yes, because the, the houses that are out there, that's what the officers <laughs> and the officers and the, you know, the soldiers stay yeah. in with their families. And you talk about haunted as fuck. Yes. And then on top of that, most of our suicides that happen, happen out there at the Country Club. Yeah. And you can't tell Crazy. me that shit ain't paranormal. But we... We will do a whole special episode where we go over the whole history of the town because we oh, actually, God, yes. I never realized how much we had to talk about. We had some, hope everybody had a great 4th of July, by oh, the way. Oh, God, uh, man, we, we had, had a large fun. We had a large party, and as most of you know, Mineral Wells is most known for the Baker Hotel. Yes. Well, we had some people come in from Oklahoma. Yeah, that's And the first, first thing, they, thing said. they said to us in the most straightest face I've ever seen, what the fuck is up with the big creepy building in the middle of town? And we just started <laughs> laughing because that's... That's yeah. home, like that's, that's normal. To yeah, us. that's normal here. But I forget people come in, and it's like, ooh, yeah. And it does, <laughs> and it looks better now than it yeah. did a year ago because they're Before, working on it. Remember, they just replaced all the yeah, windows because that's what uh, Ashley told them. She said it looks nice compared to what it used to. Yeah, windows broke. They really stuff. cleaned it up. They just replaced all the windows. And here's something else creepy down there in Erath County, runs. Uh, I love that Evenville. name. When I was doing research on the area, trying to find ghost stuff, there was a. Uh, Two murders down there called the Baker and the something else murder. Basically, Indians went to this house. Because, you know, back then your neighbors were two, three miles away. Yeah. Well, 
The only reason people came to check on the two families because they're supposed to meet someone in town. Indians came and fucking killed that family and went over and killed that one. And of course, they couldn't hear what was going on next door because they were too far away. Yeah, it's just stuff like that that intrigues me and makes yeah. you think. Yeah, there's some crazy. Well, and that'll um, like we've d- discussed before too. We've been trying to put a lot more work into this. That way, if anything happens, we can be prepared. So maybe we'll make that our goal next week. We'll do an extra podcast again on Tuesday, and we can yeah. make it a special and save it for a week that I'm because I do have a vacation to go on in September. But we never know. Like. I, know I don't a, know if they're going to because they already canceled the fucking. Uh, they, I probably won't get to go. Yeah, because they for canceled sure, uh, the Texas State Fair. Yeah. Oh yeah. They text. They they canceled Oklahoma too. They're, they're canceling everything. But it would be a good special to go ahead and have ready on in a week yes. that we you know can't drop an episode or something. So that's yes. a good idea. I'll that, write it down. Oh God, yes. Heck yeah. But all right, moving on. Oh yes. Well, since uh, the we'll news... We talk so much, we'll save the yeah. other shit for afterwards, so I'll let you go ahead and talk about your Rex. Since, since uh, the, the news is uh, like kind of old, do y'all remember Cups a Week? Cups a Week. Cups. Yeah. Cups, a, people. A couple of weeks. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago when it was just uh, all this, that sandstorm blew in. Oh, God. It came from like uh, I almost Af- died. Africa, I think. Well, if you watch the diagram, it swooped down. And it came through the Gulf and went sucked yeah. right up and went right back and out I had, through New York. I had York. discussed this last week, but it got deleted on accident. Yeah. <laughs> I had just got over bronchitis whenever oh, that God, shit came yes. through. So I was still sick for like yes. another week. Week because of that crap. Sucked. It was crazy because it stayed hazy. and just It just and, it looked like the end of the world. And I even told her. It legitimately her, freaked I me out. I said it reminds me of an old dust storm. Yeah. And sure enough, it was. Cause some we used 2020 to be, has been ridiculous. I I'm never ready, thought I would see as much shit as I'm I I'm ready for this year. year to be over with. Me. I we're going to have the biggest New Year's party I haven't ever. seen it be this fucking crazy. It wasn't even this crazy in 2000 when people were scared as y, of a Y2J. Or oh, Y2K whenever they thought happened. all the computers were going to blow up? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. But uh, here's another crazy guy. This guy was at the Bass Pro Shop in Louisiana, and he told his buddies... He said, uh, hey, if y'all put a post on Facebook and take a picture of that, and if I get 2,000 likes before we leave, I'll jump in that son bitch. Motherfucker got 2,000 likes because people kept sharing it and stuff. Hell they videotaped no. him going up there, right, in broad daylight. He jumps in it and swims all the way across and gets out, and you see him run, but he got thrown in jail for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> Straight to jail. Oh, God. And I wish I could get rescued this way, guys. There's a British woman... Over in the UK, she was at a, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a nudist, like, beach or topless beach, but she was sunning topless. And there was, Hell some, yeah. there was some people out there uh, swimming when she noticed they was drowning. She didn't throw a shirt on or nothing. She went out there, boobs flinging and everything, and saved them. Used them as flotation devices and saved their lives. She grabbed that guy, put your head right here. <laughs> I'll save you. How many guys would love to see that? Oh. And then you see some boobs coming your way. Everybody on the beach just starts pretending to drown. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> jumping in. <laughs> hey, save, save me. me. I'm next. You're <laughs> only in one foot of water. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. And in, uh, in uh, New Jersey, there's a guy running around dressed up like the Joker. And I believe it's the way the new Joker looks, the walking Phoenix one. So the actual, like, not comical, but actual scary Joker yeah. that has mental issues and really wants to hurt people. Yeah, he's going around uh, robbing people and shit like that. Which I would like to add, too, that 
again, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, I'm a huge mental health advocate, and I was extremely disappointed about all the shit that people talked about yes, that movie. I mean, because I understand it was not like your typical Batman, but yes. it, but for one, the the amount of torture that Joaquin Phoenix put his body through to do that movie. Oh God, he looked disgusting. No offense, I don't see you how, are a good looking man, but you looked disgusting. I don't in that see movie. how they do that. Matthew McConaughey in that what was it? Dallas Buyer, Buyers Club. He he got down to like God. I mean, it. He must have been. A, How do you do that and get so skinny and then put the weight back on in your? Phone? I don't know. I'm sure that they have physicians, you know, making sure that they're right at the cusp of not killing themselves. But that was if you have not seen it and you can handle, you know, not being disturbed by real shit instead of fake shit. You should watch yes. it because it's really, really, yeah. really good. Good movie. It's awesome. But that is scary. That yeah. reminds me of was it. Was it last year or the year before that people were just walking around dressed as killer clowns? Do you remember that? It was a couple of years ago. <laughs> and we thought that was the worst year ever. <laughs> yeah, because there was one one morning when I was taking the kid to school. Lexi's like, oh my God, I just flipped him off. When you, I wait, by. there was one here? Yeah. Oh, I, I did not know that. I did not know that. I mean, big deal. The kids were flipping out. I was like, it's just a clown. And I went. That's funny. And he just sat there. Yeah, they just, they just, I don't know what they were trying to That's achieve, another story to dig into for another time I found out when I was digging for Lexi's story. I mean, Lexi's cast, podcast. That started in California. Motherfuckers mm. just started, mm. hey, let's dress up like a clown and fucking scale people. Okay, guys, now, if you're a big country <laughs> or a pretty decent-sized nation and you're, like, going to uh, raid and invade another fucking country... Wouldn't you think you'd have your coordinates right and you know where to attack, when you're going to attack? I, I don't mean, know. I mean, I've never invaded a country, I but I would hope that I would have well, all my ducks in a row before I decided to do so. Poland uh, needs to fucking rethink the <laughs> military because uh, Poland accidentally invades the Czech Republic in a misunderstanding. What Oops. the fuck? Can you imagine running in and then being like, oh, shit, we're at the wrong place. Sorry, we're going to leave. I hope I mean, this doesn't cause of, a war. I've heard of cops and SWAT teams busting wrong houses. But an actual country invading the wrong motherfuckers. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful mistake. It's crazy. <laughs> well, mine's not going to be that long. So I want to go ahead and do my Rex one. Yeah, do yours because mine is cause a little bit long because I'm finishing today. Yeah, and you got a lot to talk about because you still got deep thoughts today. Absolutely. Yeah. Get up in there. All right, now let me see. Where did we leave off last time? See, I should have been prepared already and looked at this. Okay, I left off. Okay, we left off when... He worked, uh, he was, uh, Charles was working for Rex for about 14 years, and that's when he pretty much got the keys yeah, and to then the empire. He was basically like a guy that he met that started working for him and then became his son, right? Because he never basically, had kids. Yeah, because Muscles, man, he, he, I mean, he was a, he wasn't that smart, but the man knew his horses, they say. And, uh, horses, it don't yes. matter if it's now or 200 years ago, There's, there have always Always yes. been money in that shit. Oh God! Well, that's how the, he got with this. I guy wish I Rex. wasn't scared of him because yeah. <laughs> I definitely would have tried to pursue a career yeah. in that. But that's how this guy and well, of course we know that's how they met. You know, but uh, you know he was working for him, and he finally got the keys. To, well, he he's he's he shagged ass again. You know, Rex. I mean, uh, muscles ran off again. You know, and he uh, 
He went to this. Uh, now, when I tell you all this, it's going to come back in the next episode because this isn't really muscles. I'm kind of finishing up Rex's story, you know, and muscles kind of ties in. And this is the only reason I'm saying this little part because this is where Rex ties in with getting the stuff so they could move the marijuana. And then you, and then we'll go back into how... Uh, how long Rex spent in jail and all that. But this will be a brief little, and you're going to hear it again when I talk about Charles on his on his God damn weed snorters. I don't know how much of this I can handle. Okay, uh, I just want to give everybody a, a, a picture. I already gave Ashley the mental picture. I was listening to some audio of this while I was doing my research on all this. And the guy who wrote a book or knew the guy or ran with the crew, with the crew and the time they... Uh, was bringing marijuana over from Columbia. They brought a hundred tons. People, do you know how much a hundred tons is? <laughs> that is the size of the fucking space shuttle. That's how much weed they brought over in a couple years. And they so started, basically, he was single handedly one of the biggest distributors of marijuana into the United States. Oh, and I believe so. But I believe still to this day, they they've had, they're still like the biggest marijuana organization ever. But yeah. But, uh, okay, Muscles, you know, shags off again, and he ends up in Georgia. Oh, now, uh, Georgia. 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 It's a good song. Uh, he ends up in Georgia. He claims, uh, Muscles claims he went there to break horses. That's what he claims. Whatever, you're going to be breaking off a piece of that MJ. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got it. He, got, what, he went to the Hawkins Ranch, and Ray Hawkins, you know, was the guy who owned it. And Ray Hawkins was a long-haired, hippie kind of cowboy guy. Well, the only reason I say that is because some of the people he had there, and I'm not going to really give their names right now, but uh, the uh, FBI in Georgia was watching apparently Hawkins and these guys. So when Rex uh, Muscles went there, he went there in one of Rex's vehicles. So when they traced everything back, it went back to Rex, to his trailer Because shop. he was driving his shit going Ex to Georgia to do things that he was... Yeah. Illegal. So in 1976 is when the government really started watching Rex. And in the same year, that's when Muscles came back from Georgia. And he introduced, you know, because Hawkins, I think, already kind of knew them because he bought horses from Rex. Because they was all fucking into horses. And marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't love getting high and riding a horse? <laughs> well, I like getting high. Actually, I horses. don't. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to be a dick. I grew up around horses. I mean, because a small town. I'm just scared of them. A small town like this. Every, I mean, if, if people. Oh, Justin has country, rode up to the house on a horse before. Like, yeah. It's just so, norm. And uh, I always had friends. Yeah, let's go riding. And it never would fucking fail. Oh, this one's the nicest one. It turned this out to be a little This is the nicest horse on the planet. Yeah. So that's why I'm not real big on them. I mean, they're cool. But I, nah. But when uh, Rex comes, or uh, Muscles comes back from uh from Georgia, he tells Rex, uh, Rex, he's interested in buying a shrimp boat. And Rex is like, okay, well, Rex calls his people down there on the coast, and uh, basically they get their first boat, with the and they call it the Monkey. And their organization grew bigger after that. And still, though, Rex claims he knew none of this. He just thought he wanted to get in the shrimp boat. He didn't know he was going to haul marijuana. And um, But it all came to a head in 1978. 26 members got... Uh, Busted uh, unloading a shit ton of marijuana down there on Port Aransas. Busted. Yes, twenty six members. They were all twenty six members were convicted. 
and listen to this shit. Muscles got to quit. So they got everybody. Yeah. They'd been watching them for a long time then. Yeah. Because it started, like I said, they was watching in Georgia. And when Muscles went there, and then, of course, Muscles started. Because here's how their, their, their industry was so successful. Number one, that guy had a fuck ton of money, but it had a lot of property. So they could unload all that weed down there in the 70s, and there wasn't much restrictions and there wasn't there wasn't much patrol oh yeah i don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie blow but like yeah they it, was it literally was so unloading easy. these shrimp boats full yeah. of marijuana right there on the fucking docks of Port yeah. Port well they used to do it at Port the Aransas. airport before they really started being yes. serious about tsa it used to be really easy to smuggle drugs in this country yes. and then they'd go from there and rex had all these different horse places and so did these guys and that's how they trafficked all and the drugs. And that's an excellent cover. You know up what they well. did? They'd put the a lot of the marijuana in horse. You know how the big old long necks have like four sections to stick horses in? They'd put horses in like the back compartments and have weed. <laughs> to yeah. kind of camouflage. <laughs> but yeah, and another thing people kind of said, you know, Rex is like, I didn't know. Well, you have all these fucking barns and you didn't know this man was having that much marijuana on your property. I do have to say, though. You know, I mean, he was a rich he old did, man. Yeah, he knew what he was going on. And he did have a on. hot spot, a hot spot, a soft spot for muscles. But there's yeah. no way he didn't know what But I also thing. love the fact that this old guy is like, don't know nothing. Yes. I don't, I don't know what happened, but I have no idea. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, he does have an, uh, he, 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 he. Because he, he could have sung like a bird yeah, and, and made everybody else go yes. down and totally made him look like the innocent And he old has man. An, an, an actual reason, you know, that I was rich. I didn't need to do the hot yeah. marijuana shit. But, uh, yeah, they got convicted in the night. That's the night they got convicted. And in August of 81, that's when Rex, Rex was indicted. They got him on the RICO Act. And if you don't know what the RICO Act is, um. it has to do... They start, The RICO Act came in effect in the early 1970s. I'm and Googling it's basically... <laughs> Because I know what it, it is, but I forgot. Basically, was used for organized crime. It was used for the mob at first, but then when they started noticing they could use it, use it for organized crime. If you're or it, it, oh, yes, it was passed in 1970, and I just want to tell everybody what it stands for: the Racketeer Influence yes. and Corrupt Organizations Act. It was a federal law designed to combat organized crime. Yes. It allows prosecution and civil penalties for racketeering activity performed performed as part of an ongoing criminal yes, enterprise. Yes, because how they got and how Rex didn't... Rex tried the old fucking mob that shit. That act, act they fucked everybody, to. I remember. Yes, because back in the day, the big mobsters, when this guy would squeal, I didn't fucking tell him to do that. Isn't that what got the guy from Blow, too? Was yeah. the RICO Act? Yeah. Because that was based on a true story. We're really big yeah. into this kind of stuff, in case you haven't noticed. But Yeah. Johnny Depp did an excellent job playing him. And you know that guy, you know that Mexican guy in that movie, that Carlos guy that he showed and then Carlos turned on him? Well, when they went and got him and he got put in jail for hauling cocaine, well, when they went after Magu uh, Noriega in uh, Columbia or Panama City, wherever he, was. he goes, I got a lot of shit on him. Them motherfuckers took his testimony, took him out of prison, and he's never been seen since. <laughs> Must be nice. Our fucked up government right yeah. there. But anyways, Rex was, uh, you know, indicted and all that in 1981. And then 1982, he was convicted in January with 10 counts of racketeering. So how many years would that be? Like I don't a know lot? how this old motherfucker did it, but he went in and he got out in 87. Nice. But he still got to keep a lot of his shit. 
But he, uh, you know, like last week. Or I'm sure he had it one, also set up just oh in case God, something well, happened. He he had banks. He he had he had money. He was worth a lot of money. Well, of course, he didn't get nothing from the banks back because they said he used that with for laundering the marijuana money. But he lost his stores. But somehow his wife and his husband, his wife, <laughs> his wife and his husband, his <laughs> wife and his son, uh, was able to buy a bunch of his stuff back. So he didn't lose a whole lot. He died in oh, 2003. Good. He got out in 87. But I wonder how he stirred such a short term. Because it was funny. He was such good buddies with the Rangers. He became a Texas Ranger. And he got put yeah, on the yeah. AT. Yeah, he was a big fucking public figure. And they said he threw big old parties in Denton. I mean, yeah. Well, it's and uh, Stephen and I have a theory, too. So my, uh, my stepdad works for a fairly new oil field company. And he bought, do you remember where it's at? Because I don't. I don't remember where He bought at. a ranch out where in the middle at? of nowhere, basically to throw the Christmas, the holiday parties at, and then have like their their supervisor training and stuff like that. Yeah. But whenever I say a ranch, I mean like a full fucking blown ranch. ridiculous, like some Bidding shit them, that yes. you would see on MTV they Cribs. Say the, they say the driveway's like fucking. Three or four miles. Yeah. Yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere, but on top of that, there's a stage in the back. There's built-in stripper poles oh, everywhere. Yes. And it did, it, he told everybody at the Christmas party that it did belong to some... Somebody, somebody from the Somebody Cowboy like Mafia. that. Yeah, somebody like that. And, you know, like Willie Nelson had played there. Yes. Like, there had been girls on every pole at parties. Like, we, we wonder if... If, it, if it's him. If it was one of his ranches. This man even had his own barber shop in it. Yeah, there was a barber yeah. shop in there, too. But, so uh, it had to be somebody with a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, somebody with somebody who ran. I saw in. the pictures. And that's man, why that's I'm dope. trying to keep dig, keep digging into it. But I got I, I, they they ain't gonna talk about their property. No. But uh, I was gonna say something and I went da 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 and forgot. But yeah, that's it about Ray. Oh, and uh, he was such a cool fucking guy. I guess he became buddy buddies. I was reading with uh, a, his cellmate. I thought you were going to say a Jew. I was like, <laughs> Stephen Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he, he had private jets waiting for them at the local airport, whichever prison they was at, for them when they got out, too. And that and that guy that guy's the one who came out and wrote the wrote a book about Rex. I'd There's, be lucky to have a welcome party if I oh ever God, went to jail. Can you believe he read? He, I'd probably have to beg his aside cell, from you. I'd yes. probably have to beg somebody to pick me up. His his cellmate. I mean, could you imagine you're in prison <laughs> and your cellmate's a rich fucking motherfucker? And he likes you so much that he's like, hey, yeah, I got you. You get out of prison, jet. I got you. Yes, but yeah, that that's kind of what happened to old Rex. But he he still played to this day, and people stuck by his side saying he had no idea, but. I mean, come on. You've got to have some kind of... I mean, the traffic coming in and out of places. I mean, like I said, they disguised it with a horse. And it, it was just so much easier than... Yeah, We have so technology much. now. And I'm not saying that it's not okay. I'm not like, oh, it's ridiculous that we can't have so many drugs. But you know yeah. what I mean? It was just so much easier to be a gangster back in the day. Oh, God, you not get away easier, with it. Not easier as in, like, your job was easier. It was still hard to be a gangster, but it was oh, a lot yes. easier to pay off the officials and the cops. Well, oh, my God. And, well, you've you know, heard the stories of the cocaine cowboys. Their boats would come to the docks. They would pay the cops. The cops would... Unload the drugs with them, yeah. put them oh, in their absolutely. car, and take them to their fucking hideaway house. Absolutely. But they couldn't bring anything to me, them son of a bitches. Maybe I'd like some of that cocaine. <laughs> Shoot, no, I'd probably smell it and die. <clears throat> well, I'm done with mine. That's that's it on Rex, but he died as he still died a rich motherfucker. 
which is crazy very, very comfortably which is crazy because i've never seen a person that has went in for the rico act come out still smelling like roses usually they don't get the fuck out yeah it's very odd but i think it's because the highs and the people he knew i'm sure places that the that money helped out. as well yeah, because they said he was a big contributor to everything around. You know, I'm not going to name any names, but I've had even some of the pieces of shit in this town that should have went to jail to tell me, you know, that money can buy you anything. Yeah, and that's the truth. It can definitely buy you out of a felony. So, but that was great. Can't wait to hear about the rest of it. Um, yes, that was Rex. And next week we will be starting on Muscles. I am actually going to close out with Dixie Mafia today. Oh, but I will say one thing. I got some news. I'm not going to tell it next week because we're kind of off track because I like to erase shit because I'm retarded. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I will say Joey Chestnuts over the 4th of July weekend won the hot dog eating championship again. Hell yeah. Oh, Joey yeah, chestnuts. we were talking about that. Yes, because remember, I'm like, It's so was... gross. They pour water. Yeah, they dip their <laughs> shit in water, and it's like they're sucking it, and you're just... Uh, <laughs> I would throw... I don't have the stomach for that. <sighs> hey, I bet you that fucking Slimer guy from the Ghostbusters, he could win that <laughs> bitch. <clears throat> All right. Only, only up to us having to re-record is that when we recorded last week, I was still coughing, and I still didn't yes. have a voice. She's so I do sound a lot better. Now. Well, too, I helped her. I, I, I drop. I get my son to drop kick her in the throat sometimes. <laughs> she says it helps her. It, it does. So I'm going to close out with these guys today. Uh, it'll be a little lengthy, but it's just because I wanted to cover. Like I said, these guys were unorganized, but there were a few really, really large jobs and um, mm -hmm. more popular guys. And I thought some of the fucking northern mafia guys no these guys i mean don't give a these fuck. guys i'll tell you this listening to their story they do not have any limit they will kill man dog mom dad senator president if yeah. you're in their way of them making money you're dead yep so i'll just kind of <laughs> quickly go over what i went over last week um and then go on to so as previous bleh, as previously mentioned the core of the Dixie Mafia was a group of traveling career criminals who concentrated their activities in mainly Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, and our favorite, Florida. Florida. Always some great stories but there. Let's get this straight, though. They would go anywhere if they thought there was a big enough score to be made or a good time to be had. Their crime of choice, of course, was robberies. Uh, burglaries, armed robberies, home invasions. Um, if there was a buck to be made, they were there, believe me. Common target for them was other criminals, which if you think about it is really smart because they knew their victims would have a hard time going to the cops. You know, you you rob a drug dealer. You, you, is a drug dealer going to go to the cops and say, hey, they just stole all my coke? Like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So even and though see, they were pieces that. of shit, they it, were intelligent. Yeah, and I've noticed <laughs> that. It's not just this story. Yeah. I've noticed that with different other stories and stuff. Sorry about our dogs. So, um, they did. It is important to remember, though, they did not limit themselves to theft. Many were pimps. Um, What's well, like they say? You know, there's no honor in much thieves. No, there's not. I mean, and some some of them even put their own wives to work pimping. 
Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Can you imagine I being can... married to one of them and be like, "All right, honey, it's your turn to go out there and make a buck." Oh god. It's it's it reminds me of the Sopranos. There's it's God, I still need to watch there's it. There's this gangster guy who's kind of like a pimp and one of his girls come to kiss him and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, don't kiss me. How much dick have you sucked tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> it's true oh, though. God. Um they were also known for contract murder, uh, debt collecting, extortion, blackmail, gun running, selling drugs, especially amphetamine and barbiturates. Um, because these were also often used by criminals to stay awake for jobs or get good sleep afterwards. Um, just about everything was fair game to them from what I read. One of the key ways law enforcement identified members of the Dixie Mafia network was through their associations. And it wasn't just people they were arrested with or did time with that told the tale. In any particular town, the traveling criminals would always hang out at the same bars, eat at the same cafes, stay at the same hotels and motels. Um, the pattern repeated itself all across the South, you know, with the states that I had previously mentioned. And in every town of any size, there was a local crime boss. As everybody knows, that's just how the story goes. Sometimes more than one. He usually had a legitimate business. It could be anything. And some degree of a political influence. He was also the guy who knew what was what and where the bodies were buried. So if you wanted to get down a bet. Oh, my God. Find some companionship. Get a place to lay low for a while or get help with a big burglary or armed robbery. He could do it. Or knew who could for a price. <laughs> so they were, like I said, they, even though they were unorganized, they were pretty intelligent as to how they decided to go about everything. Um, the the uh, traveling criminals are the ones that got most of the press, like the ones I'm going to talk about today. But it is important to remember that the Dixie Mafia could not have functioned without the local connections that facilitate... Uh, facili God damn it. Facilities. Right? <laughs> no, facilitated, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Their sorry. activities. I was guessing. So, basically, it's just saying, I'm going to go over these celebrities, but keep in mind that they also would not have been here if it wouldn't have been for all the local guys, your local criminals in all the towns as well. Oh. Another interesting thing is that... Um, even though these guys were all over the place, a lot of them ended up at Louisiana State Penitentiary. Huh. It was home to a lot of the Dixie Mafia members. Most have life sentences without any chance of parole there. Oh, my God. Some members have served a lengthy prison sentence and have been released from prison. So my first Dixie Mafia celebrity that I'm going to go over today is Jeffrey Carter, who was in the Louisiana State Penitentiary. He was a Dixie Mafia member who was suspected of numerous murders around the United States and Mexico. He served a sentence in the Louisiana State Penitentiary for the death and sexual assault of a New Orleans hooker. Wow. He's been since released from custody and resides in or near Madison County, Florida. Now, I could not find the year on this information, so I'm not 100% sure if he is still alive. I could Google it right now, but I'm not going to. Just <laughs> I'm just not going to do it. He's suspected to be the Florida boss of the Dixie Mafia, taking orders um, only for members behind bars in Louisiana, because that's where a lot of them were. 
Shortly after his release, federal authorities were involved in an airplane chase over the Gulf of Mexico after authorities spotted a low-flying um, Piper Club Cub. I guess that's a kind of plane. It's a Piper Cub. <laughs> and it was flying at full speed just a few hundred yards offshore. The pilot of the aircraft ignored the federal authorities' attempt to communicate and made a dangerous belly landing yards away from the shore and was seen swimming to shore by authorities using infrared night vision. Despite all the efforts to law enforcement um, to locate the pilot, the pilot was never caught. The airplane was later determined to be stolen and there was nothing illegal on board. However, law enforcement authorities believe that the low-flying pilot was indeed Dixie Mafia Jeffrey Carter. So on top of everything else, apparently he could fly a plane. Wonder there was never enough evidence to arrest him on this, though. Um, but they have confirmed that in 1981, Jeffrey Carter was befriended by infamous pilot and drug smuggler Barry Seal. Ah, uh, Barry Seal. While he was a bartender. Does everybody remember Barry Seal now? Tom I Cruise, don't. Tom Cruise came out with that movie. He was one of the biggest. What uh, was the movie called? Fuck, I don't remember. Google. I'm Googling. But yeah, he's. And see, what crazy thing about him is. Isn't it crazy how it's all tied in? He was a uh, fucking uh, pilot for the government at one time. Yeah, that's him. And then, you know what's so crazy? He was reported driving an airplane out of DF, out of DF, no, out of Love Field when JFK got shot. No way. Yes. He worked for the government. He was a badass pilot. And he started working for them, smuggling drugs into the U.S. American made. Tom yeah. Cruise played him. Yeah. His story sad, In 2017. Man. Our government fucked him real good, too. Well, apparently, uh, he befriended Carter while Carter was a bartender at a bar in New Orleans called French Quarter. Um, he eventually, Seal eventually compelled <laughs> Carter to relocate to Arkansas and work for him in his new business called Rich Mountain Aviation at the Mina Airport. It is unclear what Jeffrey Carter's work responsibilities were, but it is widely believed that Jeffrey Carter was a protege of Barry Seal and learned his flying skills from Barry Seal. I wonder if that's... Isn't that crazy? In the movie, there's a place like that. The government comes in and gives Barry Seal all these freaking uh, planes and a big old airport and fucking... I wonder if that's it. You need to watch that movie because you'll be going, wait a minute. <laughs> that's why I'm going, wait Well, wait. and that's crazy too because, yeah. 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 So on top of everything else, they could never prove it, but apparently he could fly a plane, and they think that he learned his stuff from Barry Seal. Oh, shit, and he was the best, man. That's about all I have for Carter. And I know in the last episode I covered Billy Sunday Burt. He was another popular one. So now I'm going to touch down on Bill Club. Oh, Billy Club. Yeah. He was one of the most respected and feared men in the history of the Dixie Mafia. William Mansker Club, a.k.a. Bill Club, made his home on the Texas side of town around the mid-1960s through the early 1970s. They said he stood at about 6 feet 3 inches, weighing about 260 pounds, and he was an imposing man who favored expensive suits paired with his handmade cowboy boots. He was also said to be unflailingly courteous and soft-spoken unless you crossed him or had something he decided he wanted. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Then apparently Why things could take this? the turn for the worse because I wanted it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you didn't make me mad. I just like that necklace. Um, Out of all the guys 
out of all this stuff, he primarily made his living through robberies. He was skilled at car theft, major stick-ups, burglaries, and safe cracking. And he was also more than able to pull the trigger for a fee or two to settle a score. Oh, my God. Um, his wife could not find her name, but also helped him. And apparently they ran, she ran a brothel near their house uh, to help make money. <laughs> so wow. she was a very dedicated wife. Um, like most members, he had a long arrest record and had done time before moving to Texarkana in the 1960s. It was while he was there that he was implicated in perhaps the most notorious crime in the an- um, in the time of the Dixie Mafia. I don't know how to say that name, and it looks like anal, so <laughs> I'm not saying it. The anal times of the Dixie <laughs> Mafia. <Yeah. laughs> I think it's anals, but uh, it still sounds like anal fancy, so I'm <laughs> not saying okay. it. Um, so... As I spoke before, um, they were not a super popular mafia, but they were, like, a few big crimes that they were known for. So, like, I told you, like, the senator one. Yeah, see, and that's crazy because up north, the mo- well, the Italian mafia, man, I mean, it's just with any mafia. That's, like, the number one rule. You do oh, not yeah, no, these fucking guys, kill the Like cops, I said, there was a senators. price for anything. See, If you man. pay them enough, they'll fucking do it. Jeez. So, this one was the Gypsy oh, Camp murder. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry, I was just trying to get their numbers. Gypsy uh, Camp Murder is another one that put him on the map. So we'll just run down through that real quick. And, and Club was apparently one of the ringleaders in this deal. On the night of February 18th in 1969, at least five masked men armed with handguns and rifles descended on a trailer park near Covington, Louisiana, in St. Saint- Tammany Parish. Now, Parish is like their um, counties, correct? Yeah. Okay. Once, once to go to Louisiana. I've never got to go. I was planning on going, and it got canceled this year because of fucking COVID. So it's on, it's yes. on our list of places to go. No well, way. hey, just think though, if they keep making us stay home, <laughs> we don't care. We'll start gonna podcast so they can kiss <laughs> our hairy ass. So, uh, Skibo Trailer Court was. Sorry, my mom was calling me, distracting me. <laughs> Skibo Trailer, in her defense, Wednesdays are usually my recording day, and she don't know I'm recording. Skibo Trailer Court was on a bayou. What? No, I know, but we usually record oh. on Wednesdays. Oh, I was like, don't do that to me. <laughs> Sorry. Skibo Trailer Court was on a bayou in New Orleans and served as a winter home to carnies, actually. So uh, a lot of the carnivals that would come through around Mardi Gras and stuff, they would just rent this, this whole trailer park out to all the carnies. That way they wouldn't have to sleep in tents and shit. Yeah. So at the time, Mardi Gras was in full swing in many of the camp's residents, including nearly all of the men, which is kind of shitty in my opinion, were working (laughs) concessions in the French Quarter. So all the men or all the women and children were left at the camp. Oh, God. That's why I said it's kind of shitty in my opinion. So there were about 24 people at the camp, like I mentioned, mostly women and children. The crew rounded them up and used chains and padlocks to bind them and went through 10 trailers and collected about $12,000 in cash and jewelry, according to official reports. It was rumored the victims had underreported the total by about 40000 to avoid trouble over undeclared income and unpaid taxes, which would make a lot of sense. If you're, if you're a carny and you're, you're trying to, you know, make it how they make it. Yeah. They live pretty rough. You're not going to... Yeah, they live from not, town to town. Yeah. They're always traveling. You're not going to report all your income because you need yeah. something to fall back on. So, um, 
In any case, it was far from the hundreds of thousands or so that they had heard the residents kept on hand. So the gang actually took off with a woman named Margie George, a 44-year-old fortune teller, who was described in the media as the Gypsy Queen. Which, again, <laughs> if you know anything about gypsies, you fucked up. You have fucked up big time. Yeah, you don't, you don't <laughs> fuck with gypsies. You don't fuck with gypsies if y'all have ever you don't seen, take their queen if fortune you ever, If you ever seen that movie, that show Pinky Blinders on uh, Netflix. I it, have not. What they're, is it they're, good? They're gypsy mobsters. Oh, well, that's on my and list to watch. I, and I think they're in Ireland. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's that one where he goes, no fucking fighting, no fighting, <laughs> no fighting. And the waiter comes over and freaking he knocks something out of his hand and he goes... No fucking fight! <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. She was a bad bitch. She was a tough old bird and she wasn't having any of it. She argued, yelled, cussed, and ad ad adamantly refused um, to give up any of the cash from anyone. One of the guys lost his temper and uh, cracked her head open with a hatchet. Wow. And then apparently... and. To be nice, one of the other robbers shot her to put her out of her misery because she was still alive. Uh. And then they fled by car and boat. Um, it, investigators considered it a well-planned job that hadn't gone off as quite smoothly as, as possible as it should have, which is basically what happened. And it didn't take long for them to go after one of the smaller guys that they figured was in on it. Uh, his name was Bobby Gale Gwynn, and he gave police enough to piece together an idea of who all was involved. Wow. Uh, the ringleaders were, of course, Bill Club, and then another guy, which I think I discussed um, being in prison with Billy Sunday Burt, uh, Kirksey McCord, McCord Nix Jr. McCurtsey. Yeah. Um, he was a career criminal, and actually he came from Oklahoma. So, Club was arrested two days after the Gypsy Camp murder in the office of a taxicab company. He had $9,000 in cash on him and a loaded thirty-eight caliber pistol on the floorboard of his car. He was taken to jail and pended uh, extradition to Louisiana. Like I said, they sent him all to Louisiana. And I don't know why, because in my thoughts, if you have a group of unorganized well, crime who primarily work in prison, why would you all put them in the same group so they yeah, can still network? Yeah, yeah, Would you want to separate, separate them? them? Huh, that is weird. Um, <coughs> that, <laughs> that evening, the Cricky, police searched crick, crick. his home with a warrant, and they found two custom-made shotguns, two custom-made double-barrel game rifles, and an assortment of burglary and lock-picking tools. The, um, even later on, the shotguns were identified as stolen from a burglary in Florida. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Club is sitting in jail. He doesn't want to go to Louisiana Penitentiary, but the governor approved the extradition request in April. And, um, apparently he even at one point managed to get released. Club managed to get released on bail after being taken to Oklahoma as an alibi witness for another hood in a federal gun case. Finally, in November of 69, a federal judge ruled on Club's appeal and ordered the extradition to proceed. But he might as well have not have bothered. A month before, Bobby Gelguin, who agreed to turn, to, to turn state's evidence, um, he was the one that I told you was the smaller guy that they got first. Yeah. Uh, he'd been found shot dead in the side. 
of the road. The case collapsed because they had no other witnesses, and eventually all charges were dropped. And to this day, no one has ever been brought to justice for the Gypsy Camp murder. Um, Club continued to have run-ins with the law for the rest of his life. He did a short stretch in Atlanta Federal Penitentiary and then was sentenced to 50 years in Mississippi Parchman State Prison for the robbery of a gambling party. Sorry. And then the other guy that I wanted to briefly discuss, too... I'm sorry, I mixed my notes up. I'm so goddamn mixed up right now, man. I tell you what, man. I just, you know, man. Um, there was another guy amidst all this, which I, 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 I wanted to bring this up just because it. If you look into it, I don't think it had anything to do with the Gypsy Camp murder, but it was around the same time. While all this was going on before the case got dropped, um. A hitman and a known close associate of both Club and Nick's. His name was Gary Elbert McDaniel. He was only 29 years old. Um, he was found in the Sabine River near Quitman, Texas. He had been shot Ooh, three times. The Sabine River. His murder was thought to be connected to the Gypsy Camp case. It was speculated that he was killed to make sure he didn't turn informant. Um, however, he was the prime suspect in an ambush of a McNary County, Tennessee sheriff in 1967 where the sheriff and his wife were um, gunned down. The wife died and the sheriff was uh, wounded pretty bad. The sheriff vowed revenge and three of the suspects, everyone but Nick's, met violent deaths before he himself was killed in a car accident in 74. So they like to think that and I'm sure McDaniel had a part of the Gypsy Camp murders, but what it sounds like this was just good old karma. This sheriff took revenge and justice into his own hands and killed this guy. But he was also a part of the Gypsy Camp shit. God dang sheriff don't mess around. Yeah. I'll kill you with or without my badge. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention, too, that I thought was kind of interesting is... Um, and another reason why I said I, I didn't understand why they grouped him together in the same prison is is uh, Club's close friend, the one that uh, I had mentioned before, Kirksey Nix, he got life in prison without parole for a 72, 1972 home invasion that ended in the fatal shooting of a Louisiana grocer. While serving his time in Angola, Nix came up with a scheme to earn... Angola, that was another big yeah. uh, prison in the South, man. They said that... So he they put him in prison. There. Yeah, they put him in prison. He was in a hardcore one, but he didn't have a lot of restrictions at the time. And he uh, he came up with a scheme to earn money he hoped would buy him a full pardon. With the help of associates both inside and outside the prison walls, he would have attractive young prisoners place personal ads Sorry, <laughs> in gay-orientated magazines. And gay men who answered the ads would receive promising correspondence, along with pleas for money for legal expenses, personal needs, etc. Sometimes the prisoner would say he was about to be released and need a plane fare to visit his new friend. The money was wired to Nix's associate at a law office in Biloxi. The scheme brought in hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's what I'm going to start doing. When Nix had a bitter dispute over money with his cohorts in Biloxi. The fallout would lead to the murder for hire of a Biloxi judge and his wife. So that leads me back to the uh, 
Remember the the uh, political couple I told you? Oh yes, that was this guy. So for his part in it, yeah. So for his part in it, he got a life uh, ticket to the federal supermax prison in Colorado, where he still remains locked down for twenty three hours a day. Dang, see, in Colorado is one of the there. That's one of the bad prisons. Yeah, the tough of the tough go there. But um, so. The Dixie Mafia didn't disappear with the death of Bill Club or the in- incarceration of Kirksey Nicks. Ah, sorry. Kirksey did go away. Did I mention how Bill died? I don't know for sure. Okay, so um, most of these guys ended up in prison or dead. Uh, Club actually died in a plane crash in 1982 while trying to land in a rice field about eight miles west of Houston. He was 55. Forgot to mention that. So Nix is in prison. McDaniel's dead. Uh, Club is dead. Um, it didn't completely disappear, but it did uh, fall prey to changing times. And with sentencing and parole laws <laughs> changing, becoming tougher, communities cracking down on strip joints and open gambling, new technology allowed law enforcement to better gather intelligence and track, tr- track criminals and close cases. So... The loose ties that bound the Dixie Mafia began to unravel. The original core group of traveling criminals and local connections went to prison for long stretches or died, as I said, even some from natural causes. Um, it hasn't, from what I read, it hasn't disappeared. There are still traveling criminals out there. There are still guys who run rackets in large and small towns across the South, and even some that still proudly embrace the name Dixie Mafia. They're still dangerous. They are still murders for hire. Um... But this next ra- this next generation is not the Dixie Mafia of old. Those days are long gone and died with most of these guys being so incarcerated. Or I guess dying. Uh, the new uh, the new Dixie Mafia is not as violent yeah. as the OGs. It's, ba- it's basically just people in that area who do bad things and want to say that they're part well, of see, it. See, I like, mean, that's just dumb going after public officials like that and yeah. going after cops. Man, that puts a target on your back. But um, now. We will be listening to some great deep thoughts by Ash Handy. This is her favorite part of the podcast, guys, because she gets to like pour her feelings out and tell you how she really I feels. I do. I do. It's amazing, but I didn't write down where <laughs> she got her deep thoughts today, like I normally do. You know, I mean, I wrote down your deep thoughts, but usually I kind of. Tell them, you know, what inspires you. All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Deep Thoughts with Ash Handy. I'm your host, Ash Handy. Nice roast, perfect for cooking. Damn, her ball game is weak as fuck. She gave him a very good time. Condoms and porn turns me on. She cleaned your floors and cleaned your pipes? Yes, please. Thank you for joining me 
on an episode of Deep Thoughts with Ash Handy. We shall see you next week. <laughs> Ta-da! See, guys, we're getting better. That's pretty cool shit, I think. I think, I think, I think. Well, we're going to close up here with some uh, dumb facts, guys. You know how I like my dumb fucking facts. <laughs> okay, so if there's any guys who play any kind of instruments, male, females out there, any kind of instruments at all, I want y'all to do a flavor for me. A what? The uh, flavor. It's kind of like when I say, hey, instead of saying finger that. Oh, yeah. fa- flavor. Okay, I'm going to start saying that now, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do me a flavor. But uh, y'all do me a flavor. Y'all know what E sounds like. You can go flush your toilet because they say most toilets flush in E. Actually, I noticed after you said this, a few Facebook videos popped up of people tuning their guitars to toilets, and it's true. It's 100% true. Holy shit. (laughs) I really want to see that, man. That would be awesome. Here's another good dumb fact. Is it possible to sneeze with your eyes open? I want everyone to try that. That's y'all's homework till next week. When you want to sneeze, <laughs> it is impossible. keep your eyes open. Please, for the love of God. And did you know a pound of fleas contains more protein than a pound of beef? That's really gross. Ah, but, yeah. like, um, survivalists and shit, they'll eat yes, bugs. Yes, they eat bugs. They'll eat the sh- worms in the fucking bark and stuff, man. Like that naked and afraid you'll say. Yeah, naked and afraid. Yes. Is really and then there good. was that one survival guy for a while. He'd show you tips and shit, and he would eat bugs. Ugh. I guess Ugh. if I was, like, had to, I would, but I'd much rather take a pound of beef any day. Same. But I'm... Um, you cannot say happiness without saying penis. <laughs> the secret to do you know the secret to life? No. <laughs> Has anyone seen Super Troopers too? That's kind of why I did. God, I love it I whenever like, he talks that fake French, and he's like, yes. "Do you know what the secret to life is?" But think about <laughs> it. Try to say happiness without happiness. Yes, happiness. Happiness. Lots of penis. Penis in me. What's the secret to happiness, Ashley? Um, in a penis in your asshole. That's the key to life, guys. A penis in the asshole. <laughs> it actually translates to happiness in your household. Yes. But, uh, anyways, watch it. it. Even if you don't watch the whole movie, just look it up because it's actually really funny. And at one time, oh, at any time, the world is about 7% drunk or the world is about seven percent drunk at one time the world is about seven percent drunk. Yeah. so well my lovely ladies and gals and guys and gents and pants and poops <laughs> hmm? Hmm? i hope y'all have had a good time jamming to us today it's been very awesome i'd like to send like i said our shout outs to michigan and <laughs> Give our shout-outs. Give our shout-outs to, you know, Michigan, Australia, especially Australia, man. Victoria, we man. You. We love you. too, babies. Um, y'all need to come. Y'all, y'all uh, drop some stuff at our email, man. Y'all, please. Please. We don't get shit from y'all. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, 
<laughs> send us some emails. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're, we're on, on Spotify. <laughs> we're on a Stitcher. We're on a pod track. Yeah, and I'm downloading Patreon. Instagram right now to get that shit yes. set up. And uh, uh, what else? Oh, iHeartRadio. Don't forget we're on iHeartRadio now. And we're just very, very humble and just, man, you guys are being good to us. Y'all just keep keep uh, liking us, keep subscribing, give us, you know, give us three stars, four stars. If you really like us, give us five. Just keep subscribing and keep on downloading, guys. But we are very glad y'all are coming on this ride with us because we ain't going anywhere, so... We're sticking to it. But we hope you guys had I'm a bad ass 4th of July. Absolutely. Because we did. It was hope very fun. celebrated the hell I out of I met some new friends in Oak, from Oklahoma. Shout Cody out to Minko. and Steve, my new brother from another mother. And uh, that's a Minko shout out. And we love you guys. And you guys be cool. And like I said, just keep... Uh, keep on keep... God <laughs> damn it. Sorry, guys. We... Just, Technical uh, difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Just uh, keep on keeping on. If you enjoy this train wreck, join us again next week. We and appreciate it. This one will be on air. I will not delete it. And we'll have 11 ready for you guys. He will not mess with it. We love and you. And stay tuned for John Dillinger in the next episode. Yes. Thanks. And I'm going to finish up Fawasta. And we'll be done. But we'll see you guys later. Love you. Bye. That's a wrap. <laughs>